Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis, Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing. Well, I apologize for this uh, episode getting out a little late. I had become a consumer in the medical allopathic healthcare system myself, and I will do that for a later podcast as I collect my thoughts, my bullet pro- my bullet points, and kind of a massage and edit and filter, you know, what I want to express at being a consumer um, in the system itself. Um, I'm doing okay for anyone who's wondering. Um, everything's fine. But I, I'm interested to, to see, you know, what feedback I get as I uh, put together a nice little podcast about my adventures um, in the hospital and, uh, you know, some of the things that could be improved and uh, where there was waste and where there was inconsistencies and hypocrite, hypocritical uh, procedures. So, you know, now I have firsthand experience. But on today's podcast, I want to talk about spring. It is a gorgeous day here in Minnesota. We've been waiting for a day like this for a long time. Um, I think it was in the 20s early this week in the morning. It was in the 40s, and now it's about 70 degrees. Tomorrow, Easter, you know, Resurrection Sunday, it's going to be 75 here. And I want to talk a little bit about resurrection. I want to talk about a little bit about how, you know, changing everything. Um, What was dead becomes new, um, changing course in your life. And with the pandemic still going on, we're over a year now, folks. So this has been the longest two weeks ever. This is the longest two weeks ever to flatten the curve. I remember our Governor Walt telling that no matter what, you know, even if we do all these mitigation efforts, even when we do six-foot distancing, stay home, stay locked down, close down churches, close down small businesses, wreck our economy, wear two masks, goggles, get vaccinated, that um, 22,000 people were going to die. That's what his experts said. That's not my words. And that's actually in the PowerPoint presentation on one of the modeling of the pandemic that's on the um, Department of uh, Health website for Minnesota. It's right on there. You can download the PowerPoint yourself. It's just not Fred coming up with it. It's There is no conspiracy. Everything's fully disclosed. He also said that 77,000 Minnesotans were going to die if we did nothing at all. Amazing. Um, Don't tell that to South Dakota or Sweden, please. Though Sweden did do a few things. Um, They're still kicking our butt. And you don't hear it in the news anymore about, you know, South Dakota being terrible or Florida, the numbers going up. Well, they went from tracking deaths and hospitalizations, which is the most important thing, to cases. Well, if, if most of the people who get this recover, 99%, and they just have bad cold symptoms, and if you're younger, it's just medium or no cold symptoms, you get a runny nose or allergies for a couple of days, um, then what are we really scared of? It's a, pan- it's a virus so terrible and deadly that um, you have to get a test to tell if you have it. That's silly as hell. Um, and reason I say that's silly, I'm not... I'm not trying to minimize anyone coming across this and they had a weakened immune system and it took them out. I'm not trying to minimize the loss of loved ones and friends. I've lost loved ones and friends. 
but I would have lost them to the flu too. And we didn't, we didn't change the world for the flu. Um, we didn't change that vac flu vaccines are required every year for you to fly or to, if you're a healthcare worker, to get your benefits um, at work. That's crazy. Um, there's a new law out in Virginia that just passed that healthcare workers who do not get their COVID-19 shot will not be able to use their health insurance card, ready for this, if they get COVID. Now, people say, well, that kind of makes sense, but they, you can refuse the flu vaccine too. You can refuse a lot of vaccines. And the, here's the thing. You're taking away the autonomy of the human being to make those choices. I'm a big libertarian, and I think autonomy is very important. And you say, well, it's for the, it's for the safety of others. Well, then we all should have been getting flu vaccines, every one of us, because that's more dangerous over time than a mutated C virus. We all know that we've all had C viruses. Coronaviruses caused before um, 2019. Coronaviruses caused at least 30% of all the upper respiratory infections. You go to your doctor, you got a sniffle, you don't feel good, you got a cold. They check for strep, they check for H1N1, influenza, A, B, you don't have any of it. And then they say, oh, you just have a virus. Well, that virus was most likely um, coronavirus OC43 or 229E or NL63 or HKU1. It's a coronavirus. Or you had a little rhinovirus or RSVB, B, A, a lot of uh, kids get which is very dangerous. So, and we, and we don't all inoculate for RSV. RSV kills kids, little babies, very dangerous. And we are still not wearing masks and go, have an RSV vaccine at birth. And everyone has to be vaccinated, vaccinated so we have herd immunity. So there's so much hypocrisy in what's going on now and silliness because the people I know who got COVID um, very close to me, people I would talk to every week, um, some of my patients, guess what? They, it was a cold. You know, not one of them ended up in the hospital. Now, that doesn't mitigate that people have gone to the hospital. People have gone to the hospital with OC43. It's a tough bug. People have gone to the hospital with RSV, with rhinovirus that, you know, mutates into a bronchitis and a pneumonia. So let's, let's not get into that. You know, we're going to do that for a later podcast. But I want you to see how this has been the longest two weeks ever. So now we're into a year. It's almost like we're, we're, we've been placed in a valley of limitations and we're walking through it. We've weakened, you know, those gullible people. We've weakened their immune system with, um, with stress and fear. Fear raises cortisol levels, and cortisol levels weakens the immune system. So if they do, they do get coronavirus or do get exposed, they're going to get it much, much easier. And for those that are not so gullible and are taking care of themselves and saying, nope, you know, I've read the research, I, I look at the statistics, you know, I'm, in a, I'm taking care of myself, I'm going to be okay, you're still weakening their immune system by stressing them out, by placing the limits on people or dividing society. Are you going to get your vaccine? You're not going to get your vaccine. Are you wearing a mask? You're not going to wear a mask. You know, you wear two masks and not wear two masks. Are you wearing goggles, you know, tinfoil hat, whatever you're, you know, people believe in. The amazing thing is it, 
you know, the mass media is causing stress in the previously healthy people. I mean, it's amazing. It's almost like we're, we're being placed dependent on a healthcare system that is fueling profits for certain individuals or certain big companies. And this is where, you know, I, I, I think everyone should take a pause here for spiritual renewal. You know, it, here's the thing. You're walking through this valley of limitations. Um, you only know, can sit so many people at the table. You go to the restaurant with your mask on. You sit down. You can take it off so you can eat. Then if you go to the bathroom or you get up to leave, you have to put it back on. Because COVID-19 will not get you when you're in the seated position. Or, you know, all the restaurants have to close at 11. Um, because at 11.01, COVID comes out. It's more, more dangerous. Um, or um, the, mo the most recent incongruency I've heard, which stressed me out and weakened my immune system, was I have a good friend who um, he coaches high school pole vaulting. And they're keeping everything clean. And they, the, uh, the state powers to be, the athletic powers to be, said that the, each individual has to have their own pole. Well, these are kids. These are 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds, maybe 18-year-olds who maybe come from a poor background. This is a public school. They're not going to be able to afford a, a, their own pole. They use whatever the school has, you know, or they may share between two or three of them, use the same pole if they're the same size. So, you know, what this coach is doing is, you know, in between every jump, he gets up and wipes the thing down with bleach. Now, mind you, okay, that seems practical. If you watch basketball right now, we're in the middle of March Madness. You know, they're passing a basketball back, back and forth. Same as holding a pole vault. Why aren't they wiping it down after each individual person touches it? Well, then you couldn't have basketball. That's impractical, Fred. Exactly. It's about optics and not science. And I hate when people say, oh, it's about science. And I ask them, okay, what's a ribosome do? They don't even know what a ribosome is. And if they're smart, know what a ribosome is. I say, okay, how does that change, you know, telophase in the nucleus when it's trying to divide if it, the apparent nucleus's um, DNA message and messenger RNA to the ribosomes has been co-opted by something else? And people are like, what? What does that mean? You haven't thought more than 30 seconds on it. At least I showed up to school. So, you know, part of it is, it's like, there's so much incongruency and all that. And then, you know, my wife gave me a good, a good tip. It's like, well, what are you going to do? What can we do? You only can reach so many people. What are you going to do? You know, it doesn't matter whether there's limitations on us or not. That there's vaccines or not, face masks or not, you know, plug your nose and wear goggles or not. Um, none of that matters. What matters is how you're living your life. Are you living your life in fear? Are you living your life dividing others? Are you thinking you're intellectually, you know, superior by following junk science? So, you know, that's one of the important things you should start thinking. It's spring. Where is your spiritual renewal? And again, you know, I have people from all over who listen to this podcast and, you know, some of them are all pro-vaccine. Some of them are like, no, don't take my autonomy away. 
You know, some of them are like, you know, they're in the middle ground. And this is for all of you. No matter what your view is, you've had a complete year of living, living with limitations placed from the outside on you. Usually when I, I'm working with people, it's their pasts, their teachers, preachers, parents that have put psychological limits on them. Maybe even physical limits. There's a lot of abuse out there. But say there's, or someone saying, you can't play football because I think it's dangerous. I don't want you to play basketball. I want you to get straight A's and be a lawyer. And you have some messed up kids because there was limitations placed on them by their parents because their parents had designed how their life should be based on how abusive their parents were, the grandparents. So usually I'm dealing with people with limitations that were placed on them by their own thinking or someone else's thinking that they either willingly adopt it or unconsciously adopt it. I'll say that again. Usually I'm dealing with limitations that people that were placed on them by someone else willingly or unwillingly. It's all unconscious. So, you know, you've heard this. Your parents will say, you know, don't catch your chickens before they're hatch. You know, what? don't be too big for your britches, which means don't try to work to be a winner and change the world. Um, luckily, there's some good parents out there that don't place that hogwash on their kids. But what are you going to do in this beautiful time of uh, spiritual renewal? If you're listening to this, I'm a little stuffy because of uh, my allergies kicking because it's 70 degrees. It's wonderful. You know, tomorrow is Easter. Where's your resurrection going to happen in your life? And I don't and, and I don't want to get too spiritual here, or re- religious, but you have to use this time to decide what kind of person you're going to be. Are you going to find ways to continue to get in physical shape, mental shape? You know, are you eating better? Are you cooking at home better? Are you spending more time with your kids? Are you connecting with your spouse more? I was told that the from a divorce lawyer that the divorce rate has gone up in the Twin Cities due to the pandemic. That's amazing. You figured people would use that time to iron out their differences and come to some flexibility in their communication. Apparently not. Why? I would say because the mainstream media doesn't want it. Um, the, the way we're designed as a culture is more on chaos. That's why people love Jerry Springer, the National Enquirer. We like drama. The truth takes a while to get around, but a rumor would fl- a rumor and a false rumor, a fake news false rumor will fly around the world faster than the truth can move out of the neighborhood. And you know, I've always known that. It's obviously be true because you know, when you tell someone the truth, it ta- it's taken a year. And we can look at the pandemic again. I've made predictions this entire year. I think I'm like 62. And six two together, sixty two, um, and zero on all my projections. Meaning, made a prediction saying this is going to happen, and it, it came out in the news later. Came out in the news later. Came out in the news later. Um, and I've just stopped counting after sixty two. I'm sure I'm higher than that. So why is that? Well, it's not because Fred is you know some Nostradamus predictor 
a wizard of the future, you know, staring into a crystal ball. It's because I've read books on biology. I have three textbooks on the coronaviruses itself. I think the latest one was from 2017. I've studied everything from SARS-1 and MERS-1. This is all before this thing took off that I could find on PubMed. You know, hundreds of articles. Just to give myself a breadth of knowledge of what the hell is going on. So I can understand it. A lot of people have spent more time, you know, binge watching Netflix series. Oh, I hit the whole season one and two. And I'm like, that's great. Did you read a biology book? You're staying home and making your five-year-old wear a mask. Are you, or did you study a little bit? And again, I'm not trying to, trying to be intellectually bigger than anyone else. I'm just saying, did you place that energy, that fearful, anxious energy into a positive place instead of sitting back and become part of the crowd? Let's talk about the crowd. On Good Friday, as Jesus came in to Jerusalem, they were, you know, the week before Palm Sunday, they're laying down palms, right? So Palm Sunday, they're laying down palms. You know, here's the Messiah, our Savior. You know, they give him this white donkey to get on. It's a big spectacle because people think he's a rebel leader and he's going to change Jerusalem. He's going to get rid of the Romans. That's what most of them thought um, the secular people, not too many people, including the apostles, were thinking that he's going to spiritually revolutionize the world. Then come the same people that were cheering for him on Palm Sunday are the same people that were screaming crucify him on Good Friday. They went along with the crowd. So from what I observe, you know, human, human behavior with the mass media and gossip and crowds hasn't changed in 2,000 years. Not much. It's amazing. So what, what are you going to do for your own spiritual renewal? Who are you going to listen to? Are you going to li- listen to your own senses? You know, believe your own senses? Walk outside You know, what do I see? I see sunshine. I see people playing. I see people driving their car. Okay, it's, you know, not the zombie apocalypse. You know, I see people going to school in other states. You know, I see normalcy returning to other countries. There's the country of Serbia. Yeah, Serbia, who just lets people in. And their numbers are less than the United States per capita. And they they don't have a, a big mandate. They never shut down. They, I think they locked them down for two weeks, you know, last year. Um, they still have a mask mandate in public transportation, going to restaurants, but then you just take it off, similar to many states here. So it's amazing that you don't see this in the media. All the countries, counties, or cities that did things that were different intellectually, fiscally, administratively, to address health and wellness... Why aren't we looking at them, the winners, studying the winners? Because, you know, here's what the losers did. Look what happened in New York. Well, now we're finding out what happened. It, it, was, it was not only did the governor put COVID patients back into those nursing homes, and they were sloughing off viruses and all the weak old people, but he did that all the time and falsified numbers. So to make, to make the virus worse than it was, and he made it worse on those people, responsible for 
probably hundreds or thousands of deaths. He has some of his uh, administrative stuff. And I want you to hear that and think about that. The, the data was not true. Or the data was worse than it was or better than it was. We don't know. When you study science, you want true data. You don't want it influenced. You don't want a narrative on it. It's zero or one, and that's it. You know, like I, I would tell some of my interns, when they're doing something, you put a box, and if you're going for a diagnosis, put one word. You know, if you have a big narrative, could be this, could be this, whatever. If you're rattling on, then you've already lost. How, you know, how much weight did you lift yesterday? I don't care. If you bench press 500, then you just say 500. You don't say 500 in training, but I did 450 in a meet, but I only got one white light, so it really didn't count. And then I think I got 410, but that, and I'm like, all that narrative. No, just box, fill it in, and make it a tiny box. So when you're going for spiritual renewal, what are you going to do? Are you going to continue bound by limits? Or are you going to say, okay, I'm going to cut these limits. I'm going to cut these ties to, you know, bureaucracy. I'm going to cut these ties to, you know, maybe I won't listen to the news as much and see if my anxiety goes down. Maybe I'll work on exercise and my health and become so strong and bulletproof that, you know, a cold virus won't take me out. It's going to have to take something bigger than that. Maybe I'm going to, you know, look at how I see the world. Maybe I need to have healthy and well communication with my friends, my families, my coworkers. If you're coming home whining about your job every day, you need to get another job because that's tearing you up inside. How are you going to change those things? So... Let's bring this to a close here and give you some bullet points. What are you going to do different in this spring, this summer, that you, that you need to do? Do you need to do something different? Have you been doing the right things all around, along? Are you happy with who you are today and where you are? Yeah, that's right. Are you happy with who you are and where you are today? This has been, this has been a very long two weeks. You know, if you, you're keeping up in what's going on in the world, you know, there's, there's so many incongruencies, scientific, intellectual, political, emotional, that it, it seems that you don't know which end is going and that, that they're trying to drive you mad with inconsistent information. Meanwhile, professional hockey continues. <laughs> the March Madness is continuing. Baseball is continuing, and we're not wiping off the baseball after every hit and every catch and every pitch. So where are all these incongruencies? Maybe the spiritual renewal will be removing incongruencies in your life. Fred, what do you mean by incongruencies? Well, if you really want to go for it in life, go for it. Recently, there's a doc in Nebraska that we introduced to powerlifting. And all of a sudden, he's addicted to it. Now, I've been talking about powerlifting with him. He was an intern of mine for years and years and years and years. But he, it never got to him till he did something heavy. And we kind of forced him just a few weeks ago to do some heavy lifting. And he just got, you know, hooked on it. I can't believe I lifted all that weight. Yep, because we showed you how to do it. Use the right equipment. You're going to get it done. 
and now he's going to compete in his first meet. But if you asked him two years ago, do you want to compete in a powerlifting meet? He would have said, no way, you're crazy, that's not me. So he had a spiritual awakening. The spiritual awakening caused by doing something different and new. That happens a lot of time. You hear people, they turned over a new leaf. He's a new woman. He's a new man. And I would call that a spiritual renewal. Spiritual renewal. What can you do to push that spiritual renewal? For my friend from Nebraska, guess what? His was athletic. You know, he picked a different sport and, you know, found some people that, you know, knew how to train him. Bang, he's doing better. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay? That type of spiritual renewal. Maybe you need to do something intellectual. Maybe you need to go back to college. There's Because of the pandemic, there's so many more online resources now. You can finish your degree. You can gain a degree. All online. Um, and, you know, it broaden your mind. And maybe that's the renewal you need to get that diploma. I sound like the Wizard of Oz. Handing out diplomas... Courage, shoot, red ruby slippers. And let's think about that. You know, maybe the renewal you need is communication. Maybe you just need to forgive yourself, forgive your kids, forgive your spouse, your partner, and start renewing every day communication, being happy with that person every day. I know I always remind myself every day, I pinch myself because I can't believe how great of a relationship I'm in. You know, even when days aren't going well or whatever, I, you know, my, my worst day is better than my best day was before I met Belinda. So understanding that and working on that, you got to work on that every day. And that means working on not only your language communication, it means your thinking. You have to stop your thinking inside your head. That's important. So what are you going to do for spiritual renewal? Maybe if you've never been, quote unquote, spiritual religious, you're going to find a, a group to go with, a meditation group, a church, a temple, a mosque, wherever you would go for your, your you know, spiritual renewal. Why don't you go find that? You know, I'm not going to tell people what religion or denomination to be part of. But spirituality is very important. It gives you hope. It gives you faith in human beings. It changes how you see things. Yes, society may have limits on us right now. I look at my kids who still are at home in Minnesota doing distance learning. They go back in two weeks. But, you know, they, they had so many limitations put on them. It's going to be hard for even for great parents, superstar parents, to get them to understand that there are no limitations in life when the world's really limiting them right now. That's horrible. You know, if I had the ability, I would have picked up and moved to a state that's not so limiting just so they could have normal experiences. That's something to think about. I hope that they see our behavior you know, working out, going to the gym, you know, how we run our lives at work um, and play and in family time that, they're see that they see that, you know, the sky's the limit. Well, it really is. And no matter how many times 
who tries to put ropes around you and put anchors around your neck, you need to realize that those are psychological. You know, even on the outside right now, yeah, there's certain things we can't do, but what can you do? Can you go to the gym? Well, in this state, we can't go to the gym. Okay, then I'm going to build a gym in my house. Um, I can't go to school. I can go to school online. I want to finish my degree. I'm working for home. Okay, why don't you build a nice, you know, set up a nice office for you at home. There's a lot of things you can do. Do all these positive things to move you forward. The main thing is it's not about whether you get the vaccine or not. And I'm glad people are getting it and they're happy. And if it changes their fear levels, great. How much, how much of the vaccine, or how much research, vaccine research do we have with people who are depressed and have anxiety and those who do not? I wonder if the vaccine's more effective in people who believe in it, placebo effect, and are happier and have less cortisol weakening their immune system than people that are scared to death before, during, and even after the shot. My very limited scientific guess is that those breakthrough cases are with people whose immune system are not working. We already have, you know, at least 100 breakthrough cases here in Minnesota from the people who got vaccinated and it didn't work. Well, it's not fully effective. And for those people it's not effective for, is it because they're older and they've lost hope? Spring hasn't sprung for them. There's no renewal. There's no resurrection. So start working on your own resurrection. Pick, pick something new this spring to do. That could be start a new sport, start a uh, new language, learn a new language, go to school, you know, continue that relationship, start a relationship, be outrageous. The best spiritual renewal is, is doing those things that make you happy and are fun and build you up <laughs> and other people, especially people who've known you a long time, think you're crazy. What are you doing taking up powerlifting? I don't understand that. You don't have to. I'm just going to get gold medals. I, why are you taking up marathon running or ultra marathon running? You don't have to understand it. It's me that has to understand it. And it's me that has to enjoy it. Yeah, you have to be a little, not selfish, but self-full. Self-fulfilling. So if you fulfill those things that make you happy and glad and pushing towards spiritual renewal, that's that is worth getting up in bed in the morning. I jumped out of bed this morning because I got to talk to an old friend, um, got ready, um, went and helped out at the, uh, the uh, exercise powerlifting session our team had. It was bench press day, so I helped out a little bit to the best of my ability. And then, you know, got to come home, have a good lunch with my uh, mate. And, you know, that's, that's amazing stuff. It sounds too simple, but that's amazing. You have to enjoy those things. You're probably hearing on this podcast now, the window's closed, but you may hear some breakthrough from the, the birds and making noise in the background. It's fantastic. You see, the sun's going to stay up. It's going to be up there tomorrow, no matter how many bad things happen or that you perceive are bad. Whether you go for spiritual renewal or not, the sun's still going to come out. 
And those birds are going to be singing next spring and the spring after that and the spring after that and the spring after that. Choose those things that make you happy. And I, I like to say it's kind of a negative reinforcement. If some people who uh, want to keep you in the box they created for you are upset because you started a new sport, you're, you're going back to school, you have a new language, you have a new relationship, you're changing your relationship. When all of a sudden you change how you're, the definition everyone has of you, it may take months, years, and maybe never for them to accept you, the new improved you, and that's okay. That's when you learn that your spiritual renewal may not include everyone else who is more of a spiritual vampire to you pulling you down, your emotions. This may be a great time as you're still at home doing work, you're limiting your travel. This may be a good time as you're thinking, what, what relationships do I really want? And to go for it. And I get to design who I want to be with, you know, friends, families, lovers, um, co-workers, how that looks. Do I want to have this powerful day every time I get up? Every time I see the sun. Because no matter what your mindset is, the sun will be there tomorrow and the next day and the next year and the next century. And I don't think it's planned to burn out for, what is it, half a billion years at least? You won't be here and no one you know. So if you think about what is constant in your life, you're allowed to get rid of those negative things that seem constant in your life. Reach out for the positive. Cut the ties to other people's opinion of you. The biggest addiction is not to drugs and alcohol. The biggest problem in our society is not drugs and alcohol. The biggest addiction is your reliance on the limiting opinions of other people. You're the biggest disease you have the biggest weakness you have is your reliance on the limiting opinions that other people have put on you. That's amazing to think about. So turn that around. You don't have to be cocky. You don't have to be arrogant. You can just smile as you continue to live your life and be spiritually strong, mentally and physically fit. And you know what? This has been another fat podcast.